prolonged slide began to hurt the local economy. So in 1989, town officials founded a research facility dedicated to revitalizing Matsutake harvests. Fumihiko Yoshimura, who had been researching Matsutake for years at Kyoto University, was hired to lead the project. The cause of Iwazumi's vanishing Matsutake soon became clear to Yoshimura. Prior to the 1960s, when Japan's post-war economic recovery spread prosperity through industrialization, Iwazumi was known for producing some of Japan's finest charcoal. The region's Japanese red pine trees were left untouched, but other broadleaf trees in the dense forests were pruned and thinned out by charcoal makers, who also collected fallen branches from the forest floor. After industrialization took hold, the charcoal industry shrank, and Iwazumi's red pine forests were no longer thinned out or tended. The trees were surrounded by overgrowth and didn't get enough light. The fallen leaves and branches formed thick mats of leaf mold, which provided a nutrient-rich surface for the growth of mold and bacteria, the natural enemies of Matsutake. Yoshimura told Iwazumi residents that they should rake the forest floor for mold and begin collecting fallen branches for kindling once again. They followed this advice and soon saw the area's annual Matsutake harvest grow to six tons, three times greater than before. That number continues to grow, and Yoshimura is now trying to duplicate these results in other Matsutake-producing regions in Japan. In Iwaizumi, as in many other parts of the world, the people who hunt mushrooms are in search of something sensual, if not necessarily tangible, a psychedelic or culinary high, if not money. While the fossil record shows that fungi have endured on this planet for at least 460 million years, varieties like Matsutake, which asks so much of circumstance, suggest the kind of fragility that feels all too familiar in our age of altered ecologies and extreme climate change. Japan's oldest and most enduring collection of poetry is the Collection of Myriad Leaves, which dates to the 8th century. It contains hundreds of long poems and several thousand short poems, including a paean to the mushroom so beloved by aristocrats in ancient Japan that it drew them out of their castles and into the dry forests of red pine each autumn. In Takamatsu, upon the narrow peaks, I hold my umbrella high, surrounded by a bounty of gorgeous Matsutake. Today, more than 70 varieties of mushroom are widely eaten in Japan, but the Matsutake remains unsurpassed as the standard against which all other fungi are measured. Unfortunately, the decades of dwindling harvests have forced Japanese mushroom lovers to look elsewhere for their favorite delicacy. The $300 million they spend on mushrooms each year now goes mostly to imported varieties from China and Korea. But for 25 years, southern Oregon has been thought to produce the finest Matsutake outside of Japan's red pine forests. Oregon's reign began in September of 1989, when large numbers of commercial mushroom pickers arrived to forage the state's forests for the first time. The confluence of events that brought them there seem as unlikely and random as a fungal spore floating over a vast ocean. Railroads built along the Deschutes River 80 years earlier had spawned a robust logging industry that led to abundant forests with tree coverage between 40 and 70 percent, ideal for Matsutake growth. At the same time, European demand for Oregon mushrooms skyrocketed due to lingering effects of the 1986 Chernobyl nuclear disaster, which contaminated many traditional mushroom-gathering areas on the continent. And in Japan, a class of people who could afford Matsutake for the first time, thanks to the country's swelling economic bubble, developed a taste for the fungus just as native harvests had begun their decline.
Seemingly overnight, an underground economy sprang up in small Oregon towns like Chamolt and La Grande, where during the early fall months, transient mushroom hunters sometimes outnumbered locals, some eight or ten thousand foragers setting up camp throughout the southern part of the state. Mushroom buyers with clients in Europe and Asia formed makeshift markets, conducting business on folding tables beneath plastic tarps. Within a few years, brokers were buying $40 million of wild mushrooms each year and selling them for millions more to fine restaurants and markets around the world. In 1993, a single buyer named Floyd Reese told the New York Times he had bought $4 million worth of mushrooms from seasonal pickers the year before. The following year, he expected, would be even better. During the first few years of the rush, most pickers would earn $80 or $100 each day from midsummer through fall, making $8 a pound for morels and bolitas, and much, much more for matsutake. I met a woman named Emily, living near the town of Sayuslaw, who has been foraging mushrooms in Oregon since an injury forced her out of the army in 1982. She told me she once got paid $300 a pound for a haul of high-quality matsutake. I agreed not to.